Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shah, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolam Aginom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. What's the best laptop monitor? power bank or noise-cancelling headphones for a college student? Or rather, what's the best you can get at a reasonable price in a cost-of-living crisis? I'm Adrian Weckler and you're listening to The Big Tech Show. And this week we're going to be talking about college tech with technology journalist and recent college graduate Andy O'Donoghue. Andy, there's always a lot of focus on laptops for students and I'm going to go through what I think about that in a bit. But from your point of view, what do you think about this? That's an interesting question, Adrian, because uh, impulse purchase is something that should be avoided. Every student in the world wants a MacBook Air. Um, They probably want the new MacBook Air M2. Um, Great, but parents would probably be better served buying the M1 model for save themselves 300 euros. However, they have to ask themselves, you know, what sort of processor they need. Um, what sort of memory, what sort of storage, and then portability and screen. So it really isn't an impulse purchase. And I think the if it's back, if it's college students, MacBook Air and something like the Dell uh, Inspire and the 16 inch, things like that make sense. But if it's secondary school, you know, you don't need to be over specking a laptop for your child going to school. And recently you wrote about uh, uh, a Good value HP, 500 odd euros. The HP Pavilion, I also like. And, you know, it's an i3, um, little underpowered. But for secondary school, school students, does the job. The thing is, though, that you really need to decide what you need it for. And if you're going to college to do something, you know, creative, and you may end up editing um, movies or garage band fine, you're going to need a better spec. If it's for note-taking, though, um, and a little bit of gaming or streaming um, in a in your in your accommodation, you know, it doesn't have to be that good. So, you know, there's a thousand euros of a difference of latitude. And I think parents and kids probably need to have that chat. Yeah, uh, I would agree with most of what you say there. For my uh, recommendation would be a MacBook Air M1. Now, I tested... Apple's MacBook Air M2, and then I bought an Apple MacBook Air M2. So I have the M2. I know all about it, all about its strengths. I'm recommending the MacBook Air M1, last Mm. year's MacBook. Why? Because it's 300 quid cheaper. And for that 300 Mm. quid, the main difference is a slightly dimmer screen, Mm. a slightly worse webcam, and a slightly smaller screen. They're the only three differences that actually count. Now, for a student, that doesn't matter. No. 
Okay. It doesn't. I agree. I agree with you completely. Yeah. The M1 is, a, and, and you know what? Is it twelve twenty nine for the M1? That's a good value, high performance laptop. It's it's a lot better if you're going to the states. I can tell you. I bought yeah. the <laughs> M2 for eleven ninety nine dollars, which wow. is the retail wow. price in the states. I was in the states wow. uh, last month. Uh, it's fifteen twenty nine here in Euroland, mm. in, in, mm. and in the states, the MacBook Air M1 is at the moment it's eight ninety nine in Best Buy dollars. Oh, wow, versus wow. twelve twenty nine. That's incredible Euro value. Air. So look, yeah. folks, if you yeah. going to the states, you know anyone who's going to the states, you'll get much better value there. I agree with you on the budget end as well. The one I recommended uh, is the rather is the beautifully elegantly named HP fourteen S DQ twenty five one two. And that costs 529 euro. But that gives you 8 gigabytes of RAM, gives you an Intel yeah. i5 yeah. processor. The screen isn't great, but it, it it has lots of ports and it's absolutely fine. Um, moving on to headphones, which is something that I think is useful to keep students uh, in focus. I've gone for a, a budget to mid-range noise-canceling pair from Sony's 120 quid, Sony's CH710. Um, you can spend a lot of money on noise cancelling headphones, though, can't you? You can, yeah. You can you can spend as much as you want, really. Mm. Um, I agree with you. I think headphones are incredibly useful. I think they're really useful if you're studying. Um, and apart from the obvious, you know, out for a run, out for a walk, um, audiobooks, music, whatever. But you know, even even if you just have white white noise, if you're you know uh, you know brown noise, music, I believe is the new one. Brown is, is noise. It? So brown noise is like um, airplane noise. It's like when you're in an airplane, oh, you know okay. that you know that sort of slow roar. That I believe they refer that to as brown noise, and I find that very relaxing. Interesting. I came across a thing. I was studying myself. I was a student for the last few years in my spare time, and I discovered a tip of using baroque music for concentration. And I have no scientific basis for this whatsoever. But it worked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hours of baroque it. music. Uh, baroque, yeah. And, and Andy, do, uh, is so, there a Spotify or Apple Music playlist that people can look up that you've made of baroque music? There isn't. But what I did was I uh, had a quick search on YouTube, and I discovered I was not the first to discover this. And so people have uploaded hours of baroque music uh, for exactly this uh, purpose. So it's good for revising that kind of thing. However, on on the headphone front. I have tested a couple of pairs, probably too many headphones recently. Uh, new Sennheisers, um, which were nice. The one more Evo, uh, which are noise cancelling headphones. They're about 140 euros. They look beautiful. I don't have them to hand, but they look beautiful. They they look like cufflinks with this little gold uh, rim around them. And um, the noise cancellation is not superb, but it's as good as the Sen as the as the as the CX, the new Sennheisers, for around the same money. So you're talking and about the buds here, are you? I am talking yeah, about the. You're buds. talking about buds, okay? So the ones I was referring to were overhead headphones, and you're talking about buds now. Just interested in your view on this. My experience with both is that noise cancelling on buds used to be completely crap. Now it's actually not bad. It's catching up, but it's still not quite there with headphones. No, it's not. And, you know, I mean, it's harder to do, you know, it's harder to do. I mean, I, I use a pair of headphones. The headphones that I listen to music to at home are the Oppo PM1s. Okay. And, and they're no longer made, but mm. they are irreplaceable for me. And I'm terrified. I actually keep them in their original box. Um, so these are wired it, headphones, right? 
They are wired headphones, yeah. But what what I did was I added a small uh, Bluetooth amplifier to them. So I've made them wireless. And so I connected a Sennheiser um, Bluetooth amp to my amp. And so now I transmit a signal. So you lose a bit of quality. Yeah, I was going to say. Not not much though, you know. If you buy a good if you buy a good transmitter and you buy a good you know audio Audio Technica amp, which fits in your pocket, I listen to them uh, every night. But the thing is, they they're not made for noise cancellation. They are just um, hi fi headphones. And I agree with you about the over ears. You'll get better noise cancellation. But at home, Adrian, I'm perfectly happy to use the buds. There's not that much noise around, you know, for studying and listening to music. And I have to say, of the buds that I've tried recently, really do like the one more Evos. Mm. Yeah, but if you were trying to study and you and you didn't have Baroque music to hand, do you not think you would benefit from trying to block out as much noise as possible? I, I do, and I'd buy the Sony, uh, is it the MH1000s? Yeah, so they've just come out with uh, a, a new pair, the XM5s, um, but they're very expensive. They're over 400 they euro. Now, I have seen uh, the the last generation XM4 for under 300 euro. That's still quite a chunk, though, for a student to, to, drop, it money, is, yeah. to drop money on. I, I've tested a few budget pairs um, I mentioned the Sony's, the, the, the 710s there. There's actually an Irish company called OneSonic that makes yeah. buds and headphones. Their noise-canceling overhead headphones cost €99, Euro, I believe. I think they're called the BBHD1. And they also make buds for, I believe it's €80. Uh, Euro. And they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I'd have to say. I've tested the buds. I've never tried the uh, the mm. over-ears. Mm. I was amazed to discover they're in Ireland. And they make, I think, don't, don't they make boombox kind of style they speakers They make a, well? a pair of boombox speakers that can be paired <laughs> yeah. for stereo sound. They're pretty good as well. They, they're 219 euro each, so they're not that cheap, but they're, so you're going to drop over 400 euro if you, if you want uh, both of them. But um, I guess it's the same. You, you you pay your money, you get your thing. But you, it, the, the point is here, you if you want noise cancelling and concentration, you can, you don't have to spend 400 euro you don't have to spend you don't have to have apple's uh airpods airpods max for like 600 600 euro which i happen to have um moving on uh, monitor i think a good monitor is can be useful in a student dorm particularly as a makeshift tv and as something to help with productivity if you find lots of different uh, Windows useful. I've gone for one that Samsung makes. It's 350 quid called the Samsung Odyssey G32. It's a 27-inch monitor. What's your view about, would you have just have been a laptop guy or uh, at college when you were studying there, or would you have found a monitor useful? I did find a monitor useful, and I can't twist my Mac around to show you, but I, it's sitting right beside, right behind my Mac. Hmm. And I have my Logitech. I have another Logitech camera mounted on it, just sat on top. Um, so I use it for kind of bigger video conferences or other stuff. Um, however, I went for smaller one. I went for because it, it kind of needs to fit in my desk. So I went for a Samsung 22 inch, paid 100 140 odd euros for it. I think it was the LS22. And I agree with you completely. When I was studying, uh, which I hadn't done for years, but I found it incredibly useful because if you're reading something on your uh, on your laptop screen, 15 or 16 inch screen, simply isn't big enough. Whereas you can have some work going on on the big screen. You could have an, uh, two or three PDFs open at the same time. I have to say for studying, and obviously you've got gaming, you've got streaming, but for studying, I found it incredibly useful to have a big monitor there. 
Mm. Yeah, com- completely. Um, if especially because if you have a laptop, you can actually use it as a a, a full on second screen. And most of us are used to second screening these days. It's just become a, a, a habit in our lives. Um, I think a power bank can be is a very underrated thing for a, a, a student, particularly if you're out all day, if you're bringing your laptop or your tablet or whatever it is. And um, there are a couple of basic ones that you can get. You can walk into Curry's or Harvey Norman at DOD and you'll get one for 20 euro, 10,000 milliamp, which will charge your phone, you know, twice over or, or a tablet once over. And um, there's one that I looked at, which is called the Omni Mobile 25,600, 25, 25, And it costs 180 euro, but it can recharge a couple of laptops uh, on the go. Um, Am I just nerding out here? Am I just am I just totally removed here from a student's needs if I'm recommending this? I surprisingly don't think that you're wrong. <laughs> um, and I don't think you're nerding out. I think it's an incredibly useful thing for a variety of reasons. I have on my desk, I have the IntelliScout Pro, which is the uh, 24K uh, 24 milliamp. And it has um, along the top one of those little wireless uh, charging uh, uh, beds. Yep. So, and it has a little indentation made for Apple Watch, but it'll charge anything. So it also, given that it's... Uh, given that it's uh, given its power rating, mm. it will charge one laptop and a phone and something else at the same time. So that's great for the business traveler or if you're away for a weekend. But if you're in a lecture hall all day, you've got the seat that's miles away from the edge where the plug sockets are. Mm. And uh, you're trying to record a lecture, you're trying to take some notes, you've got a tablet going, you might have a laptop going. I think it's brilliant. And, you know, there's like there was a bit of a... Tra- trend over the last few years for kind of crazy kickstarters with uh power rucksacks the Solguard one with the solar panel and all that i take the intellescout pro with me everywhere i bought a good north face and butchered it and uh wired my cables inside so they all three of them hang on the outside so i could charge whatever i want when i want do you know you wouldn't want to be walking into an airport with that <laughs> Uh, the one thing that worried me about it was it's such a big chunk of battery. I was afraid going through the airport that it might be too big. And there's mm. a big sticker on it that uh, that I bought that says aircraft safe. And I put that on it just in case it ever got. Oh, well, then there's no problem. Then, then there's no way the security guards will stop, you know, with a, a backpack with a big chunky uh, thing with wires coming out of it. And um, on a serious, do you, do you find that? heavy to bring around i mean the thing about power banks is the better they are in terms of the more they recharge the Mm. heavier they are it's a very basic rule of physics it's and it is a big chunky thing um however in the rucksack it's not so bad you know and you know if you've got those side pockets and you've got water bottle in one and uh the battery in the other they kind of balance themselves but you're never going to put it into a handbag or, you know, your pocket. Um, but I do, I agree with you. I think they're really useful. I think if you're stuck at college all day and you need to charge, stuff, even if you need to charge your headphones, you know, um, well worth having. And and you're right. I mean, the variety of prices, my opinion on it, on this is always buy whatever your budget is, just spend spend your max budget and get as much power as you can. It's a good, it's a good social icebreaker as well for friends or potential friends. If you are the guy or the girl who has the power, literally, 
Um, it's, uh, you know, and, and it's, a, it's a, maybe an interesting way to suggest studying with somebody. Right. So they can sit beside and use your power. It's, I admire your uh, inventive approach. And uh, I can I can just see you there in the library with your USB in your hand. Uh, USB-C, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a there's a whole other sort of uh, range of uh, of content direction I could go with that. But um, speakers, this is kind of an interesting one, because I would be very much of the view that particularly if you are in a student dorm, you should be trying to keep the noise down and use your headphones when you can for things like TV or music. But on the other hand, sometimes you bring people around, you want to, you know, a, a few tunes um, and sometimes you might even want to hook it up to your monitor or, or whatever it is for decent uh, audio. Um, there's quite a lot of variety in speakers, isn't there? There's a huge variety on them or in them. And I suppose, you know, you go back a few years, it was all about the gaming speaker. And, uh, but now, I mean, you know, I mean, for, I'm not imagining this, am I, but like for 20, 30 euros, you can buy a pair of what they call multimedia speakers, which are tinny old uh, things, but you know, yeah, no name Chinese. Yeah. You get it for 30 quid. Yeah. Exactly. But, but Logitech, you spend a hundred euros with Logitech and uh, you'll get a subwoofer and, uh, and a couple of speakers you know, that make gaming pretty good. If you're streaming, like you mm. said, you know, um, pretty good. I, I do think though, that if you're, if you are living with people, you know, I'm, and I, I use headphones all the time. Now I'm not, I don't live in student accommodation, but I've got into the habit. I think music has become for me, music and content, audio content has become so personal. I don't feel that I want to burden other people with it. Yeah, I, I think there is an edge case scenario for students as well in having something that you can bring around. Uh, and I, OK, I don't want to be the kid on the top of the bus with a get up. Yeah. Okay, but on the other hand, I do think there are scenarios where it's nice to have a discreet yet good quality uh, portable speaker to bring with you. Maybe you're out on the grounds, the common mm. of the college where you're studying. Maybe you're somewhere else. Um, there's one that I would recommend. It's the JBL Charge 5. Mm. It's 150 quid. It's nice and portable. It has really good uh, audio quality, but it also has a huge power reserve. So you can actually charge a phone from it. Very good uh, as well, and it's it's knock proof and it's it's splash proof and all that sort of stuff. Um, I quite like it, but I'm not sure if I'm being a little bit too uh, sort of party side here. Mm. Perhaps you are, uh, <laughs> but I suppose that's a reality of college life, though that you're gonna you're gonna have a do on occasion, you know. So so I could be. So I get known in college as the guy both with the power and the tunes. You know, uh, so, I mean, <laughs> you want to study? He's got the power. You want the music? He brings the tunes. Um, very pedestrian thing that I recommended and I think it's important is a, a multi-port charger. And I'm thinking again of your student dorm or if you're in digs, for example, in the house. And, you know, it's one of those 50s houses with one plug socket in the room. Um, a multi-port charger can be very, very handy. The thing, though, is to try and get one, if you can, with USB-A ports and USB-C ports, because anything you buy these days is, has a USB-C port. I, I picked one from Amazon. It's called the Wooker, W-U-K-U-R, 45-watt multi-port charger for €32. Euro. 
would you buy that? Is that a good sound like a good deal? It does. I think it's a good idea. I have one, uh, like you picked it up on Amazon. I live in a house mm. that doesn't have many power sockets. And as a result, you know, you think you, you, you go to the hardware shop and you think, oh, I'll replace them with those fancy sockets that have USBs in them. And then you think, okay, I'm going to have to get an electrician technically to do this. And uh, they're quite expensive. So maybe I just buy um, a nice multi-port charger. And like you, I did. And I use this. I always have something plugged into it. Yeah. Mm. And then the last one that I have uh, may or may not be needed if you have a telly, but a Chromecast or an Amazon Fire Stick 4K, just because I'm going back to that 27-inch monitor again. If you want to use it as a telly, stick one of those bad boys in the back in the HDMI port and bang, you've got your Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, all of them. I, I think, you know, it's a phrase I don't like, but it is a no-brainer, isn't it? It's the cheapest upgrade for your TV that you can get. And particularly, you know, if the folks back home are paying for the family uh, Netflix or Prime, hey, you know, take it on the road. Take it on the road. What about you? What about yourself? Did you come across anything in your student well, uh, experience that you thought might be useful? I'll tell you, there's one, and you you, you talk about it being uh, run of the mill and mainstream. But I'll be honest with you, I, uh, I used a Kindle Paperwhite every single day, huh. and the reason I did that was because I had a lot of papers to read. Say I was writing a thesis, and which took maybe two years, and I. I have no idea how many PDFs I downloaded from Google Scholar, more than 200, less than 1,000. But that was the kind of volume of documents I had. I couldn't, you know, could I put them on my iPad, you know, pulling out my laptop? I put them, I copied them, used a USB cable, copied them onto the, uh, onto the Kindle. And whenever I had a chance, if it was on a plane or a train, or even late or early for something, it just enabled me to uh, get out the Kindle, uh, you know, with what, 10 weeks of power, decent 300 PPI screen, and I was able to read uh, at wherever I was. And I just think for 150 euros, it's the best electronic book that you could possibly have. So you have the six inch yeah, uh, one, this, not the seven yeah, inch No. One. Yeah. They, they, this is an age thing. So... This is not for students, but as I get older, the screen size becomes important. And the one drawback to the regular Kindle I've always found is that it has never shifted from that six inch uh, screen. And it, it there is an Amazon seven yeah. inch, 6.8 6. inch uh, yeah. Kindle. Um, but the one I went for was from Kobo, which is I believe it's called the Kobo Aura One. It was an eight inch, uh, uh, and it's only because of the screen. Yeah. The other, the other thing, Adrian, that I didn't think that I would use much, but I haven't owned a printer for yonks. And mm -hmm. um, I bought, uh, I ended up buying two HP printers over time for whatever reason. And because, and I signed up for the Smart Ink, and I'm sure you, you, you may even use it, yep. the uh, Smart Ink from HP. And I tell people about this, they've no idea it exists. I think HP should have because it is a brilliant thing. But for $1.99 a month, I have my minimum plan. And that gives you whatever. It might be five, might be 10 pages. But when you're printing and proofing your thesis and you're, you, know, you need to print um, 100 pages or more, you just up the plan and you pay extra. And the smart ink element means that your printer's connected. HP know when you're running low on ink and they send you new ink before you run out. Yeah, but that's, that's if you're organized like you, Andy. So I ah. want to write my thesis and it's the night before, and it has to be in the <laughs> next morning at 11 a.m., and I've run out of ink. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, I'm, I'm then I'm I'm up to the Tesco extra looking for the generic equivalent, desperate, asking some 16 year old who works up there. Do you know anything about, you know, the generic uh, replacement for HP Smart Inc? Which you uh, and then you may have to disconnect your printer from the Internet because I'm not sure that. Uh, the big disablement might happen when you put in the third party ink. <laughs> Just a theory. I don't know, but uh, yeah. but I got to say, uh, printers are printers are great value now. You can buy a HP for whatever. Can you buy one for forty five quid? Oh, forty quid. Yeah. Forty quid. You buy yeah. one, and then when you go to buy the ink for it, it's. 40 quid for the ink cartridge. But, but that's why the smart ink is a great idea. And it's just one of those things. I never thought I'd need a printer that much. I don't, you know, I don't print much. But for students, uh, dorm room, have a printer, buy a cheap one, get your smart ink. The folks will foot you the two, the two euros a month. And then when you need, uh, when you need to do it, when you need to print a thesis or something, you just stop it. So there, there are a couple of useful things that I hadn't imagined mm. would be as useful as, you know, uh, as they were in the past. Well, Andy O'Donoghue, former student and uh, uh, expert on all things tech, thank you very much for the benefit of your wisdom on the best college uh, and school tech uh, in 2022. My thanks also to Gavin Hennessy on sound and Tabitha Monaghan, who produced. And for me, Adrian Wecker, you've been listening to The Big Tech Show, and we'll talk to you the same time next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.